Welcome to Category 5, Technology TV, episode number 473 for Wednesday, the 12th of October, 2016. Woo! How do you like them apples? I pulled it off. I said Wednesday. Sasha, are you proud? We I am got this far. so proud of you, Robbie. <laughs> Here we go. We've got a great show this week. We are going to actually tear into that laptop. We're going to replace the cooling system. We're going to make it cool again. Woo! We've got some great stuff coming up for you. Uh, we've got lots of viewer questions, comments yes. as well. Double and page. some follow-up to our release of our 360 special from two weeks ago. Sasha Dermatis over there in the newsroom. I think you'll find that your name is written down next to it. Uh, what do you got coming up? Sasha News. Oh, done news. Well, howdy, wacky Wednesdayonians. Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Microsoft has switched their older operating systems to a more Windows 10 style update process. Following an email leak, the Turkish government blocked several online storage services, including Dropbox. Samsung has pulled the plug on Galaxy Note 7 production after their fixed phones continued to catch fire. Scientists have shown that Memristors could run a neural network and how's this for a great use of drones? Verizon plans to bring cellular LTE coverage by way of drone to areas devastated by natural disasters or where the cellular towers have otherwise been destroyed. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome back. I am Robbie Ferguson. Please help me welcome Kelsey Jensen. Hello, everybody. And over there in our beautiful newsroom, Sasha Dermatis. Who is not paying attention? Hello. I was <laughs> welcome it's, back. Hello. It's, See, what happens is, because the chat room is far, far away, if you yes, just yes. cut to me without me finding out. All right, all right. You, you watch all. out because your fingers get cut off there by the chroma key. Go, so go, like, gadget arms. Yeah, you just can't really reach out too far outside of the, the frame. So there Sorry, you have guys. it. Uh, all right, let's get right into it, folks. We've got a great show for you tonight. We've got pages upon pages of stuff also to go through. Four, six. There's three of us, and I printed a copy for each of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Albuquerque turkey, as you recall from our rap song, he uh, he sent a nice little Star Trek collectible for me, and I just wanted to say, hey, thanks. That's Looking forward sweet. to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, also, a little bit of house clean cleaning for you. If you haven't heard, our torrent server is up. That's torrent.category5.tv. So you can actually download back episodes of Category 5 Technology TV and our other shows. You can download the entire seasons at once. Oh, wow. Or you can even order from there. You can, you can follow the instructions to order it on a hard drive. That's if cool. you say you don't have enough bandwidth, right? Yeah. So maybe you're in a you know slow internet community and you want to watch the show, but you can't get it in HD video. You can actually order a hard drive that we will ship to you, and it has all of the videos, Ooh. 473 weeks of it. How do you like that? So that's pretty cool. Torrent.category5.tv. Thank you again to everyone who is seeding those torrents, which means uh, they've downloaded it and they continue to share it with others who want to download it yeah. as well. And we've got the 360 special up too. Our 360 special is up. It looks amazing. It was so much fun to do. And uh, we've got a lot of comments that have been sent in by our viewers. Uh, let's take a, a crack at it. All right. Juan says... 
Oh, well, that, that's sorry. Juan, I'm going to move you down to here. Juan is not related to... Okay, Frank slash Brittany wrote us and says, Robbie, you'll get a laugh out of this. I got my VR box glasses maybe two weeks ago. VR box Ooh. glasses. All right, so got these. And uh, I'm trying them out on YouTube 360 videos. I just wasn't having much luck. Several times, I was really near the point of writing you and letting you know how underwhelmed I was. Oops. About here, I'm like, what did you do wrong here, Frank's <laughs> last Brittany? I really wasn't ready to blame you or the glasses. I thought it was my vision. So, this evening, I'm watching the latest episode. That would have been, I guess, last week's episode. Uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. I'm not too sure which one you were watching. But uh, it says, you mentioned cardboard mode. And I clicked on it. Now, I've just finished watching eight minutes of flying with the U.S. Navy Blue Angels. And I'm airsick. <laughs> wow. Yes, it's okay to laugh. <laughs> All right, we got to get into this. I think a couple of other people have mentioned uh, some some things about cardboard mode along yeah. that vein. Chris actually sent us a note there. Yeah, I'm watching the show. It's sat on a swivel chair, watching it on a phone. If I put my phone, if I put my phone the VR in the VR headset, it looks weird. Thought I had to click on the cardboard mm. icon on the YouTube app, but I don't have one. Am I mistaken or? All right, so let's let's actually bring it up here. I want to bring up YouTube on my phone so that I can show you what it is we're talking about. YouTube app, here we go. I'm going to do a quick search. Why don't I actually bring this up on the screen for you, for those of you at home? Because we can do that. There is the technology. Okay, so in the YouTube app, let's go category five. Search. There's our channel up at the top. And there's the video there, Season 10 Kickoff Special, but you'll find it in our channel. So let's click on it. And okay, there it is. Okay, so on my screen, it's the, the I see a Wii button. Now, you can't see the button, but on my screen, it looks like a cardboard box thing. And when I click on it, what does it do? It gives us two eyes. Video. Right? Because our so headset pretty much has both eyes. Yes. So if you it's don't set cardboard raw, mode, you're going to actually be looking... Uh, you're not going to be able to make it out. It's crazy because you're yeah. going to... Oh, and look at that, folks. Have you ever seen anything quite like that in the studio? If I turn off cardboard mode, let's see what she looks like. And saying hello to some of the folks that... Turn my phone. Let's kick it off. Isn't that neat? Oh, there's the intro. I can't I can't let you see the intro. I gotta look down. Because <laughs> you gotta see it on the air. So that cardboard button, if you don't see it, there's also a button at the top right hand side of your screen. I'm gonna just go back to regular camera view here. Let's see if I can get there. Oh, YouTube. Okay, when you are watching a video on YouTube, I don't know why, when I unplugged the HDMI, it crashed YouTube. Come on now. <sighs> hey, at least it works. Yes, until it crashes. Category 5 technology TV. There it is. Okay, season 10 kickoff. Now, up at the top right-hand side of your video, you see a little three dots. 
And if you click on that, there is a button that says view in cardboard down at the bottom here. So if you do not see the cardboard icon, that's the, uh, that guy right there. Okay. If you don't see that, you can click on those dots. Maybe this is for you, Chris. And you can go view in cardboard. If that doesn't work for you, Chris, what you can also do is you can install an app called VR Player Free. And for two bucks, you can also buy the pro version, and that's the one that I use to view VR video. And you can actually click on open URL, which you can't see very well. But then you can actually paste the YouTube link, which you can copy from the YouTube app, paste it into VR Player, and that should work. So those That'll are work. some alternatives for Pretty you. Cool. But uh, okay, moving along, we got a follow-up from Brittany. And what did Brittany say? She said, just watch the show, and here's my feedback. One, don't do any two-hour shows, two-plus-hour shows. Although it was completely awesome, and I loved every minute, the bridge of my nose feels like a mature Labrador retriever <laughs> sat there all afternoon after wearing the VR box goggles that, with the, and the added weight of the cell phone. Dang. Plus, my neck is already sore, and yes, I did use a swivel chair, which, by the way, worked great. Okay. Before, Good suggestion, right? Before you move on to two, I just want to say the two-hour-plus show was probably a lot my fault because it was the only way I could be there. So, Brittany, <laughs> I'm sorry about your nose, um, but I was really happy to be there. You know what? <laughs> Maybe, you know, it's, that's important to note because you had said that you couldn't be here. Mm -hmm. And so we said, okay, folks, can we make it a two-hour special so that Sasha can be here for the last half-hour kind of Well, idea? this is how my last couple of conversations have gone with Robbie. So he said, can you make it to the Season 10 kickoff? And I said, well, no, not unless it's two hours. He's like, bam, okay, it's two hours. <laughs> then he said, Sasha, um, can you please come back to the newsroom? And I said, only if it's Wednesdays. Bam! So that I said, I feel like give me a couple weeks, Sasha, and I'll ma I consider it done. I would like to say <laughs> that um, now I feel bad asking for anything in this Watch life. Watch out. Because I've, like, I've just got like so much that I've asked for. I'm very grateful. Thank you. <laughs> so it's all about Sasha. Sorry for your nose, but Sasha's here. It's the Sasha that's your show. T -shirt for, that's your T-shirt for the week. Sorry about your nose. Sasha's here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to number two. Um, and yeah, the two-hour thing was not a regular occurrence. And people no. have been begging for two-hour specials. Yes. <laughs> and after nine years, we thought, hey, we might as well. Okay. Why not? What else we got? Uh, number two, a suggestion. Ooh. Some music videos, maybe doing music videos and some odd, more audience participation. Ooh, yes. How about one of those world music multi-clip music videos like Playing for a Change? I don't know that one. Song where you got clips from all over the place and put it together into an actual song? Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. Mm. You could mix that, couldn't you, Robbie? I can mix anything. So you would do, like, everybody from around the world, from around the chat room? Around like, the world, around the, the yeah, world. They would, yeah, like they that. would all, like, send you video links of things, and then you would, like, splice it all together into this awesome... <laughs> and then I would clip. sample everything. So we'd have, like, a picture of Garby going... And we'd loop it. Yes. And that would be really neat. And then we'd lay down some... Everybody you know, has some super homework to I'm do. I'm thinking maybe sparkly balls kind of being like... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you, know, you know what I was thinking about and just random thought that I 
throughout the week is that I really like I know everybody from the chat room but I have no clue what your faces are and yeah. so if I be an opportunity for that for sure yeah but I like I just think to myself like walking down the street I I don't know your face I mean I'm assuming you're probably not in Barrie you're probably in the United Kingdom they yeah if they walked up to you like <laughs> hi who are you I'd be like oh I'm this person for the chat room I'm like oh hey how's it going <laughs> just all get together oh yeah I remember you from that music video mashup the yeah. Robbie spent six months producing. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, Brittany volunteers to play the tambourine, so that's a start. So, so yeah. far, we've just got a shimmery tambourine, uh, and then we'll just have to take it from there, I guess. Yeah. By the way, loved the show. This is referring to episode 471. That's our 360 special. Season 10 rocks. We are only t- on week two of season 10, so technically week three, but omitting the special. So, hey, if you think it rocks already... You wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. Not but baby, you ain't seen no, 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 nothing yet. <laughs> See, we're like in music video mode. <laughs> this is how it starts, a folks. Very musical season. Basically, you know, we're, we're spending the hour here. Yeah, we're spending the hour here teaching you how to fix laptops and going into this and that. And we have just thrown away all our monetization with all the copyright infringement. Whoops. So, <laughs> please send donations. Please. All right. What else? We, oh, okay. Anything else regarding episode 471? Yes. Big Kitty. What? What? I can click, hold, and drag on the video, and it moves in 360. That's awesome. Big Kitty wanted to share that with the world and shared it and said, folks, try out this video. Cool. Thanks, Big Kitty. Thanks for watching. Yeah. What does Gambit Rock say? He says, great show. Or they say, great show. Were you using the Ricoh Theta S camera? The Ricoh Theta S is a 360 camera. uh, One of the first consumer cameras on the market to do full 360 panoramic uh, video on on both axis. Um, And... It's a cool camera. I like the device, and I think it's neat because it can output live equirectangular versus fisheye, you know, domes. Yeah. But it's only a 1080p camera. So if you consider, uh, if you have an equirectangular um, canvas, which is 360 video, so this is a giant two-over-one video that gets wrapped around a mesh sphere, Okay, so when you look around, you're actually looking at a canvas, but it's been wrapped around this mesh. Right. So if you have it at 3840 by 1920, which is what we're producing in with our camera, um, you have a a fair bit of space to work with, right? Right. So when you are looking at it and you have only a partial view on a 3840 by 1920 canvas, you're looking around and you've got probably almost a 1080p visible window. You're looking out like that. Yeah. So on the other hand, if you've got the Theta S and the whole canvas is only 1080p, right. now, okay, wrap that around you and it's really tight in here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And your view, even though it's the same size in your vision, is a much smaller canvas and so you're actually probably getting about 360p. Okay. So the video quality is extremely poor comparatively. Yeah. So we have two 4K sources butted back to back. I'll show you what the camera looks like. I've got it right here. So this is our 360 camera rig. So it's actually two cameras. 
Okay, and these are available at cat5.tv slash action cam, but two cameras that are identical, and they are butted back to back with uh, this accessory was included. Yeah. So this is like a GoPro mount, and then this is just something I picked up off of our Amazon link. It's just a, a butt mount for quarter inch threading. Okay, so it gives a good, perfect little mounting for, for this, and then you just pop that on there. Now you've got because they're not full 360 by 360, they're 360 by 220. Okay. So the camera can see 360 this way, but only 220 this way because it has a body. So it, yeah. can't, it can't see down. Yeah. So the other camera now can see down. Okay. So then that goes on the tripod like that, and you've got full 360 by 480. It's pretty cool. So it's... 440. 440, yeah. So it's, it's 220, not 2, 240. No. Right. So, so then you just it gets stitched together in software. I've been using Blender a lot to put it together. Uh, Nathan Salapat has been helping me learn how to do that. And that's how it was done. So there you go. It's a neat, nifty little gadget there. That's how we did it. So uh, I hope you've really enjoyed it. Thanks, Gambit Rocks. Uh, and again, that camera, and um, it, that's available at cat5.tv slash action cam. But I'm going to be doing instructions that will show you how to actually do the software end of it, too, because it's a lot of work. It took two weeks almost. Um, save 12 hours. It took two weeks to put it all together. But that's that said, there were a lot of errors. Yeah. A lot of things had to be redone because I did them wrong because it had never been done before. Yeah. And it was a two-hour and ten-minute video. So, yeah. uh, and the full raw data was like two hours and 40 minutes. So it was a 55-hour render, you said, after all was It took 55 done. hours to render just the cameras. Yeah. And then it had to be edited and re-rendered out. And so you've got another 26 hours to do that. Yeah. So, and that's beyond the actual editing process. So just, it's a lot of work. Which is why I only got up just a couple days ago but i'm going to show you how to do it like so i've already learned all the mistakes yeah and i can show you how to do it without doing those mistakes yeah that's and, my hope and then every week we'll be done in nope awesome 360 video nope. <laughs> and nope <laughs> could you imagine the size like our torrents are getting big season nine was like 80 gigs right so yeah. season one was like Eight gigs. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> so come on. Um, episode 471. Yeah. Sasha, you yeah. ready? Yeah. 32 gigs. Wow. For one oi, episode. Oi. Okay. Well, remember, was... remember what I said? 3840 by 1920. 31,000 kilobits per second. That's a, Holy moly. That's, that's a lot mm -hmm. of data. That's a lot of data. So I'm going to compress that down for the torrents, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Andy followed up to the show as well. Um, Andy, of course, was uh, the gentleman who Skyped in. And uh, it was good to see Andy. I'm interested to find out what Andy thought of the, the actual show, having yeah. now seen it in 360 view. Because at the time, it was just all... 2D, so you couldn't look around, and he was like, okay, well, who's here? Yeah. I can't see them because I'm looking at a picture of myself right now, yeah. and that was for your sake. So when you were watching the 360 view, you look at the TV over here, and you see a picture of Andy. So that was all planned out that way. So Andy says, I hugely enjoyed the two-hour special. This is before having seen it in 360. This is just live. Erica calling in from the road was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's just a bit of a shame that a few more people didn't take up the opportunity to Skype in. And I would have to agree. You know, we try to yes. make those uh, yeah. opportunities available. I, 
I really think that people get nervous about Skyping in and nervous about being on camera and, yeah. and just in general, but y- you need not be. <laughs> I'll tell you. There will be more opportunities. I know Christopher Kevin Lee was wondering if we'd have more opportunities to, to Skype in, and we would like to present those to you. Uh, we never really know if people are wanting to Skype in, so whether we set up Skype in order to be a part of the episode is... Um, so maybe pop us an email if you plan to Skype in. Maybe you have a question that you want to email us and say, by the way, I'll be watching live during the episode. Perhaps I could call in by Skype and ask it cool. in person. Yes. That might be fun. Eh? That would be helpful, I think, to the co-host. Like when I'm co-hosting and I have to read an email question and I don't quite get grasp what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Skype those ones yeah, in. Yeah, really. <laughs> All of a sudden, Albuquerque Turkey is uh, is calling us up on <laughs> Skype. <laughs> Coming up for air, Robbie. <laughs> and that's how it begins. Sasha, should we jump into the news? I know we're a little early tonight, but we've got a lot to cover. And uh, I appreciate everyone who's sent in your comments, questions. We've got some more comments to look at tonight as well. And uh, we're just going to jump right over to your newsroom and throw it up on the new teleprompter and uh, take it away. Enjoy. All right. It's Wednesday, October 12, 2016. And here are the stories we're covering this week. Microsoft has switched their older operating system to a more Windows 10 style update process. Following an email leak, the Turkish government blocked several online storage services, including Dropbox. Samsung has pulled the plug on Galaxy Note 7 production after their fixed phones continued to catch fire. Scientists have shown that memristors could run a neural network And how's this for a great use of drones? Verizon plans to bring cellular LTE coverage by way of drone to areas devastated by natural disaster or where the cellular towers have otherwise been destroyed. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Now here's another great way you can support the shows you love from the Category5.tv network by shopping at GearBest. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Cat5.tv slash GearBest. It's an online store for the geek streak in you. Or the loved ones. Well, of course. I mean, especially your loved ones, right? Uh, Because Cat5.tv slash GearBest, quite frankly, has all of the greatest tech gifts that you could ever hope for at rock-bottom prices. Do they have cell phones? You betcha. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has a wide assortment of unlocked Android cell phones and tablets. What about compute, uh, consumer electronics? Those make a great gift. Absolutely. From high-tech watches to action cameras, headphones, even virtual reality headsets. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has you covered. They literally have it all, Jeff. Literally. Really? It's like a superstore right from the comfort of your own chair at your computer through the interweb. Yeah, I, there's no way they have it all. It's true. It's just a bunch of ele- uh, random electronics. Test me. Um, what about clothes? Yep. Both men and women, fashionable apparel at rock bottom, super duper prices. Kind of like this. Well, look at this coat. What do you think? It's a slimming mock leather jacket. I love it. It's available for less than $30 plus free shipping at cat5.tv slash gearbest. All right. You kind of got me there. Wow. Any other questions for me, Jeff? Uh, Now that the winter has passed, flying season. Do they have any good deals on, say, drone copters? Oh, my goodness. 
Well, check this out. Dude, they have everything. Check out over 500 various drones. And not only that, they're available marked down by about 30 to up to 63% off the regular price. Love it. What's the website again? Well, you're going to find GearBest on our partners' pages for any of your favorite Category 5 TV shows like New Every Day, Category 5 Technology TV, The Pixel Shadow. Uh, but of course, if you want to shop absolutely right now and you want to go straight to the site, all you have to do is visit cat5.tv slash gearbest. See, that's easy. cat5.tv slash gearbest. That's right. Happy shopping. and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. In August, Microsoft announced that it was going to change the patching model used by Windows 7 and 8.1 as well as Windows Server 2008, 2008 R2, um, 2012, 2012R2 to something close to that of Windows 10. In a break from Microsoft's older operating systems, Windows 10's monthly updates incorporate both security and non-security fixes into a single monolithic update. These updates combine not only each month's new fixes, but also the fixes from previous months. A similar system is being offered to those older operating systems. The patch, which rolled out yesterday, was the first time this new system has been used. So, this new system will now, if I understand it, just monthly update everything, non-security and security, at random during the month, when I am at work and it's least convenient for me. That is what I understand from this story. Don't leave stuff running. Is that correct? For example, I mean, I had our render process running, 55-hour render. Yes. And Windows decided that's time to reboot. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Windows. So be careful. You're real sweet. Yeah. Mm. Worried about that. Okay. Yeah. I am the only one that has problems with Windows. Access to online storage systems, including Dropbox, GitHub, and Microsoft OneDrive, was blocked in Turkey on Saturday. The Turkish government imposed the blocks after a hacktivist group leaked emails that it had said had, that it had said it had stolen from the na- nation's energy minister the red hat group had threatened to publish the information unless left-wing dissidents were released in total more than 57,000 emails were put online by the group news about the block was broken by the turkey blocks digital rights group which monitors net censorship in the country it said that Google Drive storage service had also initially been included on the list of sites blocked, but this block had been lifted soon after. The block stayed in place on the other web companies until late on Saturday as the links to the email cache were removed. So that's a pretty significant move, I think, that Turkey did in, as far as security goes. Is that something that's easy to do? Robbie, just I don't know what their firewalling system is like. I know we've encountered that with mainland China blocking uh, our show in the past and having to put servers there in order to get around that. And I think it's sometimes it's about control, sometimes, but in this particular instance, it's about protecting leaked information right. from getting into the wrong hands or the hands of their community. But is there a way maybe Turkey could have done it better? I feel like email hacks are... You know, there's an argument that says censorship in general is just not 
like the, the whole World Wide Web aspect is it should be free, it should be accessible, it should be available. But then there's that fine line of, well, what happens when it's being used to distribute illegal material? You know, yeah. do we block that? Mm-hmm. Then we're blocking most of the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure on that one. Yeah. Opinions? Well. Comment below. <laughs> exactly. Okay. South Korean tech giant Samsung has permanently ceased production of its high-end Galaxy Note 7 smartphones after reports of devices it had deemed safe catching fire. The firm had already reduced Galaxy Note 7 production volumes. Owners are expected to be able to return the phones for a refund or an exchange for a different Samsung phone. In September, Samsung recalled around 2.5 million phones after complaints of exploding batteries. It later insisted that all replaced devices were safe. However, that was followed by reports that those phones were catching fire as well. In a statement yesterday, Samsung has said, we recently readjusted the production volume for a thorough investigation and quality control, but putting customer safety as top priority, we have reached a final decision to halt production of Galaxy Note 7s for the benefit of consumer safety. We have stopped the sales and exchanges of Galaxy Note 7 and have consequently decided to stop production. Well, thank you, Samsung for finally stopping production. <laughs> yes. This is going to be the best phone ever. <laughs> you hear that now this is news today is that now they are actually providing fireproof, explosion-proof boxes, postage prepaid in order for individuals to send these back to them. Can you wow. imagine with the instructions that you're not allowed to send these by airmail? <laughs> okay, so... Like, makes he, sense, right? But Here's the thing that oh kind of gets me. Fail. Is that... Companies keep getting pushed uh, to to just go one step beyond year after year, right? So, yeah. like the Galaxy Note Seven, I feel like the Galaxy Note Six was just released. Like, I just feel like it, it's so quick that things have to be released with a, a new component. You know what? The other aspect to that, the flip side of that, Sasha, is not only are they being pushed to release quickly, yeah. and innovatively, but also cheaply. Yeah. And then we start looking at, okay, well, how are these chips manufactured? How are the cooling systems manufactured? How are the batteries manufactured yeah. and the charging mechanisms? Yeah. Then we run into problems. So not every single Note 7 is bursting into flames, but they only test maybe one every, every, out of every 1,000, and the one they tested is obviously fine. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It, it's sad for me. That's true. That's how QC works, right? They'll take right. Um, the first 20 off of the, the, the run and mm-hmm. test those. And yeah. if those work, then it's ratio-wise, okay, well, then most of the other ones are probably going to work, too. They're the same manufacturer. Exactly. It's the same with car companies. It's the same with so many companies. It's just that this is the sort of situation everybody now has a phone. And even yeah. I really, really wanted a, this. I wanted this phone. But I'm a little bit cheap, so I did not buy it. <laughs> um, and I'm happy I didn't. But... Yeah. <laughs> but the, Sasha, yes. the, the phone is burning a hole in your pocket. Right, exactly. It takes a whole new meaning. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, because everybody has one, it raises the risk, yeah. right? Because, like, say that there's a problem with a certain type of car. Not everybody has that car. Yeah. Every single person has a phone now. So stop making them so they explode. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Stop making exploding phone, Sam, phone Samsung, and then it won't be a problem. 
<laughs> won't have to recall them if they don't explode, so don't build those ones. Yeah, Samsung. <laughs> Problem <Good>. solved. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the solution. Sasha, you got it. <laughs> okay. Yay. <laughs> okay. Humanity just took one step closer to computers that mimic the brain. University of Southampton researchers have demonstrated that memoristers or resistors that remember their previous resistance can power a neural network. The team's array of metal oxide memristors served as, an artif as artificial synapses to learn and relearn from noisy input without intervention, much like you would. And since the memristors will remember previous states when turned off, they should use much less power than conventional circuitry. Ideal for the Internet of Things devices that can't afford to pack big batteries or they explode. It's still early days for this technology. If you wanted AI that could replicate the brain in its full glory, you'd need hundreds of billions of synapses, if not more. The far simpler memristors array in this test was limited to looking for patterns. However, the Southampton group is quick to note that you wouldn't need to go that far for narrower purposes. You could have sensors that know how to classify objects and identify patterns without human help, which would be particularly helpful in dangerous or hard to reach places. You might just see IoT gadgets that are not only connected to the outside world, but can make sense of it. Oh, I feel like Jeff would hate that news story. <laughs> it's very robot friendly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for data. Oh. Lieutenant Commander Data. <laughs> what is going on? From Star Trek. You don't know? Seriously? No, I do know. He Oh, okay. Okay, I do oh, know. I like, thought you oh, were bringing yeah. up a just, video. I, I thought you just, were just... I was just joshing you. I, I thought you... kidding. I thought you were bringing up a video of him or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. All right. Okay. Forget more cell towers. Verizon is banking on airborne radios to offer extra 4G LTE coverage. Over the past two years, the company has been working on a new initiative called Airborne LTE Operations, or ALO, which basically means it will be outfitting drones with 4G radios so that they can beam connectivity to those below. This may sound familiar. Facebook has announced a similar initiative for providing internet connectivity to people who would not otherwise have it. Verizon's plans, however, are a little more focused. The company will be using its drones to provide emergency LTE connectivity when cell towers are not an option. So when could this be useful? There are actually plenty of cases when LTE connectivity would be very useful. As TechSpot notes, for example, in 2012, Hurricane Sandy had a huge impact on the communication towers of the East Coast. At the time, it was said the storm had wiped out a hefty 25% of cell towers in as many as 10 states. Initially, Verizon would work with American Aerospace Technologies and will test connectivity using an unmanned aerial vehicle with a wingspan of 17 feet. Of course, Verizon's 4G drone could be used in more than just emergencies. At some point next year, the company hopes to implement the technology for a range of different purposes, including inspecting pipes and power lines, as well as gathering data on farms and farmland. So, 
if they took this drone and they used the last story's memoristers, I feel like that drone could recognize patterns, right? <laughs> and Is it that intelligent? I, I like it. You know what? There's a couple of things here that are neat, and that's, okay, I was thinking as you're, as you're telling the story, how are they going to control it? Because the interference off of this thing would be brutal. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. I realized, oh, it's connected to LTE. They could control this thing via the very network that it's broadcasting. Ooh. In which case, it has an un- immeasurable distance of being able to fly because it's satellite driven. That's pretty cool. That's neat. That's just my thought, right? And I like where Verizon's going versus where Facebook's going with like trying to help people in like natural disaster That's areas. That's a unique twist, eh? That's yeah. a, a good Well, I like where I like where Verizon is starting from and I think that they're smart because they're starting like this. It's going to re- to relieve disaster zones, but then they're going to be the ones that are known. Right, so they're going to be the go-to. Right, yes. right. So they're starting in a great spot, and they can explore more um, consumerist avenues in the future. Can I share my quick observations of this photograph? Yes. First of all, it looks like a prop plane to me, which is rather interesting. That's kind of cool. But mm-hmm. there are two other things of note in this picture. First of all, they have what looks like an explosion-proof box and a fire extinguisher phones. handy. That's for the So phones. I wonder if perhaps Samsung could lo- uh, learn a few things <laughs> from Verizon <laughs> about how to develop. Nice. Just saying. I like it. Big thanks this week to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thanks, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. I'm Robbie Ferguson. I'm Kelsey Jensen. And of course, you know Sasha Dermatis over there in the newsroom. Hey, Sasha. Uh, Before we move on to repairing this laptop, I mentioned at the top of the show I was about to read Juan's comment or question here, um, and I didn't want to miss it. And I know we're going to start running short for time, so could we take Juan's question before we move on with anything else? Sure. Juan asks, when can I go to download Point Linux? Should I do the direct download or the torrent download? So you're, you're wanting to download Point Linux. Which one do you want? So a direct download versus a BitTorrent download. Direct download means they've got the file on their server. You're going to connect to it and download it to your computer. Yeah. A BitTorrent download, on the other hand, means other people have already downloaded it. There might be 30 or 300 people who have downloaded it. So then when you go to download it, you're going to download it from multiple people all at once. Right. A couple of advantages to BitTorrent. First of all, if you do a direct download, it's going to cost the person that you're downloading it from the full cost of the bandwidth. So if it's a one gig file, they have just had to send you a gig worth of data. Yeah. BitTorrent, on the other hand, says, okay, there are 30 people that have this one gig file. I'm going to give you 200 megs from this person. I'm going to give you 200 megs from this person, 500 from this person, because they've got a faster connection. Yeah. And, and you get it that way. And then we've got the 100 meg coming from this guy on the slow connection. So that's cool. It distributes the bandwidth usage so that it doesn't cost any one entity the full cost of downloading it. 
to your system. But also, it gives it to you faster, potentially, because you've got the power of that guy that has the the terabyte Google connection, and that is going to then play into the speed that you're able to download at. Right. And also, you're downloading it simultaneously from multiple points. Yeah. So BitTorrent is a lot faster that way. And that's why we have our BitTorrent server as well. Keeps our cost down by allowing people to seed, and that is, again, them downloading it first and then sharing it to everyone else so that you can download it from all sources simultaneously or seeds. Thanks, Juan. And that goes for everything. I mean, I know that Ubuntu distributes as well on a BitTorrent server. That's one of the options. So that's, that's why that's there. Yeah. And then once you download it, you can become a seed, which is right. just leave the torrent running in transmission or whatever program you want to use. Um, and then it will help other people and distribute yeah. to them. All right. Do we get into it? Sure. All right, and I do know that there are more questions that have been submitted. We've got them here. I really hope to be able to cover them tonight, but we are going to get into this laptop. Last week, I pulled this up on the desk. And then you ran out of time. And I ran out of time. <laughs> also known as Sorry, forgot I the screwdriver. I forgot the screwdriver. Truth be told, got the screwdriver tonight. <laughs> so last week, we had this laptop up on the desk and we ran out of time unfortunately but what we have here is an old laptop that runs great but it overheats and then it starts going really really slow and you find that hey if your laptop has a poor cooling system what is it going to do in order to prevent damage to your internal components well the computer has intelligence built in that says oh i'm getting hot i need to do something here i need to turn up the fan Okay, fan isn't doing it. It's still getting hotter. So now I got to turn down the central processing unit, the CPU. What happens when we downclock our CPU? All of a sudden, our computer starts to go slow. Right? Yeah. So it does that in order to prevent damage to the components of the computer. And this is both desktops, laptops, whatever, even my phone. If it gets too hot, will warn me that it's getting too hot and it starts shutting down things. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Samsung didn't implement that feature. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Fail. Um, so are you getting updates? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, During no. the live show. It's time to restart your device. Your, res- your device will restart at 8 time. o'clock to finish installing updates. <laughs> <laughs> this is live on the air. That's this is actually happening. Can we get, like, yeah. go oh, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. This is really happening, this is, folks. This is my, yeah. my laptop. Welcome here, to Windows this. 10. This is yeah. my laptop that I have it from home. Yeah. It goes... Oh, it left. <laughs> yeah, we so there. it warns you at 15 minutes ahead of time? Yeah, I guess your device will restart at 8 o'clock to finish installing updates. If this time works for you, select confirm. If you want, you can restart now or we'll try later to restart Let's outside try of later. hours. Yeah, yeah maybe later. later. Just yeah. in case we're we don't end right on time. in the middle of something time. here, Kelsey. I know. <laughs> we hate to get sidetracked, but once again, <laughs> Windows 10 interrupts everything. <laughs> and if we're, if we're lucky, uh, Wirecast will not, that computer won't reboot itself for an update yeah, that'd be during nice. the live broadcast. Okay, so we've got this laptop here, which does not have Windows 10 on it. <laughs> it has Linux. Actually, Ubuntu Mate is installed on here. And as I was saying, the computer will slow itself down in order to keep itself cool because there's something wrong with the cooling system. So yeah. first of all, we can open it up. We've got the battery in it and fire it up. And oh, what are you doing? oh there was like a snapping sound. Yeah, that didn't sound good. Something didn't sound good. And there's 
there's no air coming out of this side vent here. I wonder if there's something in there. Because it, it, the, it started grinding. Did yeah, you that was hear that? Good. Not good. Okay, so I'm not even going to turn have, it on. This is, your, this is your laptop from home. This is like Becca's laptop, This is right? just an old laptop okay, that, so, we, and that you we have use kids. for demos on the show. Okay. You, it wasn't at home with your kids, right? Like it oh, it has like been at the, home with the kids. In yeah. like the sandbox. So I wouldn't put that past them. <laughs> it, may have, it may actually have a Hot Wheels in the cooling system. <laughs> exactly. It's possible. Okay, so with this particular laptop, uh, and every laptop is just ever so slightly different, the one that we're looking at tonight is a Compact 6510B, so that dates it. Um, you can see that it is a rather old system, but we can we can buy time on these old systems by adding uh, fixing components. Yep. So you could take this to a shop, and they'll say, "Oh, it's really old or whatever," but it runs Ubuntu Mate like a dream. But it overheats; it gets really yes. hot, and then it gets really slow. Under ten dollars. It's pretty cheap on Amazon. You can do a search for the model number. You can type Compact 6510B cooling fan and you'll find it for like six bucks okay pretty decent so yeah <laughs> compare that to a 200 dollars repair yeah. or having to buy a new laptop so with this particular laptop again it's going to be a little bit different for each and every one uh but let's uh i've got this camera here specifically so that i can kind of show you around so on the bottom here you can see this little icon that looks like a keyboard and that points to a screw and you see that there are a couple of those, three of them in fact. There's one here, it's a little hard to operate everything all at once, but there's a keyboard one there and a little screw hole and one over here and that's there. So quite often we need to remove the keyboard in order to gain access to the internal components. The keyboard here actually has a lot of stuff underneath of it, like the motherboard, the cooling system, the processor, yeah. all that stuff is under there. So let's get in there. I'm going to just simply remove those three screws that I showed you there. It helps to have a screwdriver handy. You know, those are those are necessary usually. Oh yeah. Now this one's a little bit different because this one is actually a door to the memory compartment, no less. Let's see if I can get you a camera view here. Or is it dead? No, I charge the battery. It just shuts down after a few minutes of non-use, that's all. But I want to get you the view. Okay, so this is actually the memory. So if you want to upgrade the, the memory, that's here. Okay, and that's a simple flip of the wrist like that. Okay, this is the wireless adapter here. Oh, can you guys see that okay? This is the memory. This is the wireless adapter. There's the antenna coming off of it. And there's a screw here that looks like the keyboard screw. So... It's hidden there. I'm just going to simply loosen that one off. We've encountered before with this laptop, I love that the screws don't actually fall out. That's something that I do like. It, it has like a spring mechanism that holds them there. That's kind of cool. That's All right. pretty useful. So now that that is loose, first of all, I'm going to be getting into the internal components, and I should have done this before I ejected the RAM, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Remove the battery. So oh, we don't yeah. have any power, okay? Because that could hurt. Well, we don't want to zap it or anything like that. We could also ground ourselves if we have any static issues. Um, so there we go. So this keyboard, again, a little different than some others. This particular keyboard, now that I've removed the screws, got a taut cable there. There we go. This particular keyboard, now that we've oh. removed the screws, uh, we need to flip 
these little switches here. Can I can I be different for yeah. one quick second? Because everybody wants you to remove the battery. They did. I already did. Okay. Yeah. Really, Don Batman it. might not have noticed I'm that. I'm right on top of it. It's, <laughs> okay. it's over there now. It's far, far I took away. It, I took it out. It's right here. And and I stopped touching things with with my static fingers. Oh, perfect. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got a couple of these little switches here. It's really hard to do this here, upside do down. There we go. Oh, I've only got one more, Kels. There we go. So now that those are done, I should be able just to kind of pop. Here, do you want to take that camera? Yeah, I'll take the camera? You can hold it up a little bit higher so that we can, we can see there. Now I should be able just to get right under there. And if I can't, watch the keys. You don't want to pull the keys off. There we go. Okay, so there we've got the keyboard up and out of the way. And here is the cooling system. So this goes to a heat sink that goes to the CPU. And this then blows air over the fins here and out the side of the computer. So there's going to be a couple of screws here that we need to remove. First screw. There we are. Don't want to lose it. Looks like it's attached. And should be one more screw here somewhere which looks as though it might be under this bezel. So if we're careful, should be able to get that up. There we are. And you can see there's one more screw here. How you doing, Kels? Pretty good. Doing all right there, camera gal? <laughs> there we are. Okay, so now we've got this screw here. Don't lose those. So this is the cooling fan that's completely dead. And you can see that here's the power for the fan. I'm just gonna pull that out of the motherboard carefully. You don't want to break anything. There we are. Okay. Oh. You see that? Hey, little buddy. There was a, a screw inside the CPU fan, the cooling fan. No Which wonder. probably that grinding noise. That would have been the grinding noise, I guarantee you. Okay, so let's pull out the, uh, the new fan that we've got here. You can see how easy and how quick this is to repair, eh, folks? So again, the, the part itself is only, you know, a few bucks, under 10 bucks on anywhere you want to get it. Amazon is where I picked it up. So that just goes right in there. And I'll show you again. So this heat sink here, now I might want to clean that up. I probably will. I'll take it apart again and blow it out with some uh, compressed air. Uh, but we're not going to do that on the show tonight. So we're just going to put that in there. And so we've got the two screws. Alpec yeah. totally called it in the chat room, said way earlier that it was a screw in there. <laughs> Did you think it was? Oh, absolutely. Way you, to go. Yeah. So, way to go, Alpha. All right. Nicely done. Okay. So, in here, we got our screw back in there. Sorry about the camera, folks. It might be a little shaky. That's my fault. Especially if you tickle. Tickle, okay, tickle, tickle. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> All right. Um, I wonder if this screw would actually fit. Because this screw is attached to this fan. So can I use it? Could this be the blessed screw that allows us to... Oh, it's some kind of weird... It's not Phillips. It's like an Allen key screw. Yeah, so let's see if I can go? pull this off. I don't know where it's from or what it's for. Where did you come go. from? Where did you go? What are you doing? Where did you come from, their little screw? So I do need another screw for this. I mean, I kind of do. It's tight in there. It feels good. 
So uh, in this particular case, I'm short one screw. I'm going to find one and I'll, uh, I'll put it in there, no problem. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it reminds me of Jot when I built the server and I forgot to put a couple screws in and he gave me the hardest time. <laughs> now, you know, anyone wants to talk about that, the CPU fan is held in with one screw. And here's the power for that. There we go. That's just going to go in one way. There we are. So make sure that there are no obstructions in the fan, no screws. This does not go right there. There so we go. Not a good thing to do. Nice and simple. Put that in. Clip these guys back together. Got to get that uh, top part back in properly. Oh, the bezel here? Yeah. yeah. That just snaps. There we go. Okay. Almost. Almost. So I say. So I say. Thanks, Kels. Bobby's having issues. <laughs> issues. So, Robbie, what are the chances that the original fan actually wasn't broken and that maybe it was just the screw? Oh, well, see, the problem is, Sasha, is that the fan itself with a screw in it mm -hmm. would not be able to spin. And so the bearings would actually burn oh, out. Oh, okay. Right? That makes sense. You would need to replace it rather than just take off the screw. Okay. That's, yeah, the, the fan yeah. itself is no longer any good. I wouldn't trust it at all. Okay. So, that's good to note. Yeah. I'll just leave it like this and you can... <laughs> There we go. I got the bezel in anyways. Yeah. There we go. So this is only going one way. There. Boom. Voila. Easy repair. Okay. So I've got the three screws at the bottom here to put in. I can do that. I'm going to do that after the show because I know we've got more questions. Yes. I'm going to throw the battery in and let's just see if that fan fires up. I can hear it. Nice. I can feel it. It's cool air blowing out of there. Yeah, definitely cool air. Brilliant. <laughs> Repair complete, folks. How Woo! long did that take? In all honesty, could we have done like, that in five minutes if we weren't carrying on and having fun? <laughs> Probably. Probably Absolutely. could have, eh? So I've got a couple of screws to put in the bottom here. I'm going to do that right after the show. And then uh, there we go. Yeah. That's your basic, simple repair to a laptop if you've got a dead cooling system. Yes. I've got an extra screw if we ever need From that. From somewhere, probably important. From somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got for us, Kels? I've got a question from Christopher Kevin Lee, also known as hey, Saruman. I'm going to keep on, on about that. Oh, you told me this is like Lord of the Rings. Yes. It's Chris Lee, is it? Or Christopher Chris Lee? Christopher Lee. Saruman, who's the white wizard. Oh, bad, he's okay. The bad wizard. The bad wizard. Bad wizard. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you the bad wizard from now on, Chris. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for. She's a wealth of useless movie knowledge. Sorry, looking for what? She is a wealth of useless Star Trek knowledge. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> what Star Trek knowledge is useless? What movie knowledge is useless? Point taken. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> comment below <laughs> carry on um i'm looking at a newer nw 700 professional studio broadcasting recording condenser microphone and citronic pp481 phantom power unit once i get my mo money sorted i would like to buy this to hook up to my pc what do you think 
All right. So the microphone was a New Ear. What model? NW700. Okay. So NW-700 from New Ear. Newer. Newer is the name of it. Okay. So there, it's available through our partner links on Amazon. And it's $50. And it's a condenser mic with the stand and all that kind of stuff. So at first glance here, my friend, you look at that and you think, wow, that looks like a great deal. My first impression with this kind of deal is that it's going to be garbage, to be quite yeah. honest with you. I mean, it's got the boom and everything. You're going to pay way more than that just for a boom, let alone with the microphone and everything else. So truth be told, you're probably looking at a, a, a garbage mic here. Now, newer can feel free to send us one. We'll review it. We'll take a look and prove me wrong. But truth is, I can't see it being a good, good mic at that price when it comes with all the accessories. Right. Or at least it's going to be an okay kind of crummy mic, but okay. Especially when the original price is 50 But the stand is going to be garbage. Yeah. The stand is going to be horrible. And you've got those nasty springs like you have on, uh, on the old, um, whatchamacallit, the old lamps. See those springs? Oh, Probably yeah. noisy if you, if you move it. Cheaply built. But then the mic, you know, whether it's going to be good quality or not. Now, you already know that it is a phantom-powered mic, so you do have to have a preamp, which is going to add another $50 to the price anyways. So looking, let's look at the actual specifications of the mic. So let's see if they show our frequency response. Uh, so I'll search for kilohertz. No. Hertz? No. Frequency? Smooth frequency response range for best vocal. So Best is that what? 25 to 18,000 hertz? They don't specify. So the fact that they're not even telling us what the frequency response is, instant red flag. Okay, so that's, that's probably a garbage mic. I wouldn't go there. Let's look at, go to cat5.tv slash bh. cat5.tv slash bh, just like that. Okay. That's going to take you over to one of our partners. And you can go through our Amazon links on our website if you find something on Amazon as well. Search for Yeti, Y-E-T-I. Not Yeti Pro because you're, you're wanting to plug this into your mic, uh, into your computer. Now remember, that $50 microphone, you'd need to have a preamp. And then it's probably XLR. I'm not sure. I didn't look up the preamp, uh, whether it has USB connectivity or not. What we want is a microphone that has a built-in pre self-powered you don't have to give it phantom power and it plugs directly into usb so that you've got instant connectivity to your computer so the yeti let's search now there's a yeti pro okay so the difference is the pro has xlr we don't need xlr so let's change to sort by price low to high because high to low is only for rich people which we are not whoever sorts by high to low I I'm just I'm just gonna go to Amazon and do search and I'm gonna sort by high to low so I can buy I, the twenty thousand dollar microphone. I live for the day when I can search price high to low and then <laughs> click Be buy. Be able to afford the high price. If you are items, one of those people, please use donate. our partner links. Use our partner links and donate. Sort from high to low if you like, Christopher. I think we're probably looking to sort by low to high. 
So let's scroll through, blah, blah, blah. There's a shock mount. See the shock mount is by itself 46 bucks. So can you imagine paying $50 and getting a shock mount plus a stand plus a mic? Yeah, you're yeah, getting that's... garbage. Um, so let's keep going, keep going until we find the mic. There it is. Blue Yeti USB microphone blackout edition is the same price as the platinum edition. So choose your color. There's also white out edition and they are all the same price. 129 silver edition. That's what we got. Do so, they have gold? Do they have gold? How great would that oh, be? Oh, they have, um, that's got like kind of bronze. No, they got silver, white oak, platinum, which is oh, kind of like a yeah. blue look. And they got the black, which is a nice looking mic. There you go. For 129 bucks. This bad boy, I'll almost guarantee you, it will even tell you about the frequency response here on the site. Yeah. Sample rate, 48 kilohertz. So that's nice. And the frequency range or frequency response, as I say, 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. There you go. So nice, wide range, good vocal mic. It is, notice this, it's a cardioid mic with omnidirectional and stereo mode. Pretty. So, pretty oh, small. and figure eight. You've got figure eight as well. So you can actually change the polar pattern of this particular microphone. So if you are doing, uh, if you're just doing a, a podcast, you can have just the mic in front of you on. If you're doing an interview, you can do the figure eight so that you can have someone sitting across the table from you and it would be like having two mics. Yeah. And then you've got the stereo mic, which is great for doing, if you want to do some recordings of ambience and things like that. So there you go. I, I would can, look at the Yeti. I can do a personal review on the Yeti because I have used it at the clinic and love Oh, it. you have one too. Yes. That's right. They're great mics. They and you plug it directly mics. into a computer, don't I you? I do. That's and the nice thing. And it works very well. I can, I can attest to how awesome the Yeti is. Way to go. Yeah. Didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's just straight USB. You don't need any That's extra peripherals. Beautiful. Okay. Do we have time for one more? Thank you, Christopher Kevin Lee. And I hope that that helps. I know Thank you, you Sarma. I, I hate to tell you you're going to spend a little more than 50 bucks. Yes. That's it's worth it, dude. Uh, my nephew was looking at some action cams, right? And was looking, somebody had a 4K action cam for 50 bucks. Yeah. And I said, yeah, Sasha's shaking her head. I said, don't do it. Save your money. Wait until you can buy one that's you know going to be priced around one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. It's probably gonna you know your entry level four K camera is going to be at least that. Anything that says it's four K and it's fifty dollars is probably ten eighty p interpolating to four K, which means it stretches it out. But it's a four K ten eighty p sensor. So that's the same kind of mindset that I have here. Don't go with the $50 mic. Save up. Wait until you can get the good one. Otherwise, you will probably end up wanting a Yeti anyways. Guarantee it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. And they're available through Amazon, through our partner B&H. Uh, just make sure you use our partner links if you could, and that helps support us. Yes. All right. One more? Sure. We have time? It's the three-hour show. So. <laughs> Is it the yes. three-hour show? It's the three-hour show. All right, show. yeah. Uh -huh. uh, uh, did I mention that that one took me two weeks to produce? Yeah. Well, there was an update. Oh, yeah, That's it was why. Different. Oh, yeah, we upgraded. <laughs> now it's instant. All right, yes. what do you got? Uh, Mark asks, hey, Mark. Hi, everybody. Is there any solution to use a DSLR camera over 30 minutes? His is a Canon 7DD. Oh, okay. So uh, broadcasting with a Canon camera, using it 
you want to use it for more than 30 minutes or record for more than 30 minutes, I should say, mm-hmm. I'm, I think in terms of broadcast. But you're just asking if you can use it recording for more than 30 minutes. There's a couple of things to keep in mind. First of all, Magic Lantern is the one that you can use for Canon cameras. So the 70D is supported. Uh, do a search for Magic Lantern Canon 70D and you'll find it. All right. Yeah. Um, if you're on a Nikon camera, like our D5100s that we use for broadcasting for a full two hours if we want to, um, it is, um, it's called Nikon Hacker. So similarly, you can do a search for that. Um, and Keynote, people say, oh, well, the reason that they keep it at 30 minutes is because it'll overheat the sensor. I have so, m- so many times left this camera on by accident overnight. One time I left it on for a week. It doesn't, oh. it doesn't get hot at all. It's not, it's not the problem. It is all about money. They want to charge you for a 4K video camera, not yeah. a, a cheap DSLR that you can convert into one. Yes. Um, so for you, Mark, um, you want to use Magic Lantern, and that will allow you to remove the restriction for 30 minutes of video. Now, as soon as you go over 30 minutes of video, that classifies as a video camera, and that's why your DSLR stops at 30 minutes, because... They are not selling you a video camera. They are selling you a digital DSLR. So in order to save the taxes in the European Union, uh, all this kind of stuff, they have to charge. They have to build it as a DSLR, not a video camera. You can remove that restriction with Magic Lantern. That said, you are still limited to the capacity of your, S, uh, well, I guess your CF card, uh, I believe in the 70D. Um, the problem that you're going to run into is if you're not, so, so run some tests. First of all, you can run that thing, if you're recording to the card, run it for a couple hours if you want to and see at what point does it stop recording and right. crash because, it's, because your file system can only store up to X number of gigs before it craps out. So if you exceed that file size, you could potentially damage the file or simply it will stop recording and you end up truncating your, your video in the yeah. middle of an interview or something. Right. So uh, you want to determine through testing and multiple different lighting scenarios how long is that limit. Then you want to determine, okay, well, if I change some settings, if I go from 30p down to 24p, it's not going to make a big difference to the quality. Will it make a difference to the length of time that I can record because I got an extra six frames per second that I can work with. Right. So maybe that's something that you want to try as well. Yeah. Good luck, Mark. Uh, Let us know how it goes, all right? And we are flat out of time. Thank you, everyone, for participating in the show tonight and for being a part of Category 5 TV. I love that we're in Season 10. Yes, it's a lot of fun. It's nice to have you back. I mean, we just jumped on the air, and here we are. It's Kelsey, and didn't even mention, but you're back for season 10. You weren't here for our special, so we didn't get to talk to you about it. Yeah, I was at school. Yeah. Well, here she is, folks, and so we've got a great season ahead for you. Nice to have you back because it it has it, you know it's few and far between. Yeah. Are you going to be here pretty regularly throughout season ten? Is that the plan? Or uh, I hope to be as much yeah. as I can. Uh, just a note for if you're new here, we're all volunteers at Category Five, so um, you know it's it's really about availability and, yeah. and you know I'm I'm the most consistent guy. I've been here for 473 weeks. Yeah. Um, so ten seasons. Yeah. Here we yeah. are. I haven't missed a one. Nope. Um, and. Uh, You've been here for a while. Sasha, you've yeah. been here. We were talking, you started in season, was it season six or season five? It was 
season uh, five. Season it was five. the one we did live, yeah. right? And I think that was season five. Or was five. it our fifth anniversary? It was the fifth anniversary. Sixth season, episode of, one. Okay, that's so. what it was. So now here we are starting season 10. So. Holy! I'm I old. know, right? It's like, I'm old whoa, here. You took a bit of a break. No, you're not old. I'm on Come again, on off now. again. Yeah. You know. Well, here we are. <laughs> it's going to be a fantastic season. I'm having fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, we've got lots of upgrades coming. A uh, little inside information for you. New website is on its way for the Category5.tv yep. network. So keep your eyes on Category5.tv, which as you may notice is at this point on uh, October 12, 2016 kind of falling a couple weeks behind because we are launching our brand new website yes. um, pretty soon pretty soon I want to say this weekend oh that's really so. soon <laughs> Make sure you keep an eye on Category5.tv. Yes. All right, folks, that's all the time that we have. So thanks for being here, and uh, I'll see you next Tuesday night. Sasha will be here as well. Um, you are wrong. Oh, next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I still oh, got to so I, I almost did a whole show with the right day. <laughs> Darn it. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I can edit that. It's right at the end. It's right at the end. See you on Wednesday. Right. See you Wednesday. Bye. Wednesday.